Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on, guys. Let's give them some appreciation today. Amen. I watched as each one just began to pour their heart out in worship, and I am so appreciate that. Praise God. Just those of you that may not have heard the results of the business meeting last week, we have, as a body, unanimously agreed to replace our pews with chairs. Well, I guess y'all heard the, the shipping date is going to be this Thursday. That's why you're not all that enthused about it, because there's work that's going to take place. But we will, we will, it will require some help to get the pews out, to get the chairs in, a little assembly on the chairs. And so, I'm sorry. If anybody wants a pew, please tell me. The pews will be delivered. I want you just to rethink your living room, your back patio, decorative. Anyway, those the pews are up for free. So I want you to take your Bibles and go to Daniel. As you're turning over there, um, the Baneys have been so generous to welcome and to host us out at the Baney Farm. We had such a good time with the empty nesters last night, so relaxing, so rewarding. And they just wanted to shout out to Rod and Cindy, Theta and, and, Theta and uh, Robert, and to Patricia and Larry, and to Trevor and Elizabeth for all the help uh, that you did in preparing the hot dogs and the food and for everybody that's coming. Now, we did get a little prayer request last night. My granddaughters, a three- and four-year-old, had a little smackdown, a little pot hit a little nose and made a little split so much so they had to take her to, to the doctor. I will tell you that they were able to, to close it up. She's going to be fine and do not believe there will be any visible markings. So thank you for your prayers. So uh, with that said, let's go to the word. Amen. Why don't you look at Daniel 3. Daniel 3. Now, this is probably uh, one of those catchy titles that, that just draws people in, maybe after the service when they go online and they want to catch up or they want to look. Um, maybe they're going through something and they need to hear this. But what we see, the title this morning is, Furnaces Are Never Fun. Furnaces are never fun but they are necessary. They are necessary. Now, as we look at this, as we go into the Word of God, I want you to understand this. I believe this church is destined for revival. I do. But we've got to, and, and the Lord has shown me everything we need to reach this city is in this room. And if it's not in this room, it's on the way. But everything that we need, but that may mean that there may be some reimagining of ministry reimagining of how we do business as we move forward so as we look here and we move forward in the word of God let's go with the word of prayer father we glorify you we glorify you Lord in this house and father we ask almighty God for there be a release of the anointing Lord God 
Lord, that will crush yokes, God. Open blinded eyes, set the captive free. Father, we ask, Lord, that the lame would walk again, Lord God, that the poison that the enemy wants to put into open wounds, Lord, will be destroyed. My God, that we would walk in an image that you have called us to walk in. Lord, let the fire of your spirit, Lord God, begin to pour down upon your church now like never before, and let the glory of God begin to consume us, Lord, in a manner and a way Lord God that is Lord extraordinary Lord God that will cause the world to begin to see Lord God that you are for us Lord the enemy can do nothing Lord in Jesus name as we look here I want you to begin as we're going to look here at the story of Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 2 there was an image that he was shown in a dream by the Lord and we're going to talk about that in detail now, he creates an image in a valley, and in that valley in the, in the providence, in the region, in the kingdom of Babylon, he, in the valley of Dura, he creates this image. It's 90 foot tall and 9 feet wide. 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. And it is overlaid with pure gold. And he's got this plan, and his plan is this. I tell you what, when I play the music, I want everybody in the place to bow down and I want you to worship. I want you to worship this image that I have created. So, sounds like a good plan. He's the king, we're going to do it. He, he brings the, all the governmental officials, he brings everyone around. They play the music and everybody bows. Except for three Hebrew children, as we know. Meshach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I was trying to think of their Hebrew names. So as we look here, we're going to take up the story in verse 15. I want to read down to the end of the chapter. Just stay with me. Some of you here, Nebuchadnezzar says, okay, guys, I'm going to give you one more chance. I heard you didn't bow to the image, but I want you to bow to the image now. Okay, we're all on the same page. Everything's going good. This is, this, this is going to work out for your good. You just need to bow, and we'll keep going the way we're going, and, and everything will be great. But it says, uh, now if you are ready, now if you are ready at this time in verse 15 of Daniel 3, you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lair, the psaltery. In symphony, when you hear it all playing together, all the musicians in place, he said, in symphony with all kinds of music, you fall down, worship the image which I have made. Then good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. In other words, we don't need to defend ourselves. I'm not defending myself. It says, if that is the case, our God in whom we serve is able. He's able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression of his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it has, was usually heated. 
And he commanded certain, and I like the translation that says the most, mighty men of valor he had in his army who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. You're getting the image now, aren't you? Then these men were bound, their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He rose in haste and spoke saying to his counselors, wait a minute, did we not cast three men bound in the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king, but look, he answered, I see four men loose, and they're walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar went to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High God, I'm not coming in, but would you come out? <laughs> then they came out from the midst of the fire. All the governors and such were there. And what they noticed in verse 27 they saw these men on whose body the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected. And the smell of the fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servant who trusted in him, and they have frustrated the king's word, yielded their bodies, and they should not serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks against amiss, against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made as ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love to read the Word of God, and I love to read the Word in different translations. The psalm says this, Psalms 137 in Passion Translation, says, Israel, keep hoping, keep trusting, keep waiting on the Lord, for He is tenderhearted, kind, and forgiving. And this is the part that caught my attention in my devotions this week. He said, I, He has a thousand ways to set you free. He's got a thousand different ways he can set you free. I like that. I said, Lord, I just need one. I just need one. 
Just give me one means of freedom. Just deliver me just one way. I like the one way this morning. He's got a thousand different ways he could take me out of any circumstance at any time at any given moment. But sometimes he chooses rather to do a deeper, richer, longer lasting work by bringing us into the furnace. So he's chosen that method many a time to get something out of me so that he could get something in me. Now, he built this statue in this plain called Dura. Dura means circle. Circle, 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 circle. Okay. I said, if, sometimes if I'm not facing you, you can't hear me, so I'm facing you now. Circle. Can't understand me. Lord, give them the interpretation of this language I'm speaking. Anybody ever felt like they're in this circle? You're just going round and round and round and round. It's like a merry-go-round. You're getting dizzy. You're getting nauseous. You just want to, this ride to stop, and you're ready to get off. And it seems like everywhere you go, the same thing keeps happening. I literally got up one morning and I needed to run to the post office before I went to my office uh, and so I walked across the front yard to pick up a piece of trash, threw it in the trash can, got in my vehicle and my vehicle stunk. I got to the, I got to the post office and the post office stunk. I got to the office and the office stunk. It wasn't a mental state that I was in. I had just picked up droppings on my front lawn that the neighbor's dog had left. See, the, the fact was, everywhere I was going wasn't stinking. I was bringing the stink with me. Uh, and many times in life, we go, we got this circle, and we're trying to get out of it. When we're pleading with God to get out of it, he says, all right, I want to get you out of this. I want to take you from where you're at, and I'm going to put you to where you need to be. I'm going to transform you in the midst, but you're not going to like the process. Furnaces are never fun, but they're necessary. They're necessary. Now, I want to look at this image that Nebuchadnezzar put up. In chapter 2, we, we have this scenario that takes place. And in that scenario, what we have is Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and he doesn't understand it. It is disturbing him. It is causing him such disturbance that it's keeping him up and frustrated, frustrated day after day. So he said, all right, you magicians and astrologers and all you people, I want you to come in and I want you to tell me the dream and interpret the dream. They were like, what? We can't do this. What are you asking? He said, basically, he understood well enough to know dealing with these guys. Uh, he could share the dream and they could come up with their own interpretation. So if you're really called, uh, if you really got the magic, you need to come in and tell me the dream and then tell me the interpretation of it. And so it's, he was so upset about it, he said, look, I'm taking you all out. None of you can do this. Then you're all going to die. Now, Daniel wasn't in that meeting. But he came back and he said, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Just give us just a couple of, just give us a little bit of time. Let me go to the, 
interpreter of the genie. Let me, let me talk to Jehovah God and see if he will give us the interpretation. So, sure enough, you see in the story that Daniel, interpret, he not only told him the dream, but he interpreted the dream for him. And what he told him is you saw an image. And in this image you saw a gold head. That's you, Nebuchadnezzar. Then after you, there's going to come another kingdom, and it was represented by the, uh, the, the metal silver that's inferior to gold, but there's going to be a kingdom that takes over your kingdom, and there are the breastplate and the arms. After them, there's going to be another kingdom, and it's represented with the waist, and another kingdom after that, it's represented by, by a bronze waist, and now an iron legs. And then ultimately, there's going to be ten kingdoms, made up of a mixture of iron and clay. In other words, there's, a, there's an image there, and it's not going to be very strong. That image represents kingdoms. But he said, what you saw in the dream is there's a stone that's going to come. It's going to crush that image, crush the feet, and the whole thing, all those kingdoms are coming down. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, in chapter 3, I believe, created what he saw in that dream. But he didn't do a direct replica of the dream. I've got to fix this. I've got to fix this. And so how am I going to fix this? We don't see a, a, an image with, we don't see a, a, a statue, an image there that's got clay uh, and iron toes and, and iron legs and a brass waist and a, and, and a silver arms and breastplate and a gold head. No, we're going to make the whole thing gold. We're going to make the whole, from top of the head down to the feet, we're going to make it uh, my kingdom. I'm going to make it my king. I'm going to thwart the plan of God by creating my own plan. Oh, is somebody tracking with me? Just give me somebody that'll track with me this morning. Because what you see in that, he created an image out of fear. Because he's going to lose his kingdom. All those kingdoms are coming down anyway. Because the rock of ages, the ancient of days, the, 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 the stone in which the builder has rejected, the, the, the stone that's coming in is going to crush all of those images. See, because the enemy wants you to buy into this thought. And the word of the Lord tells us that you can create in Psalms, what is it, Psalms 130? No, I'm sorry, Psalms 115. He says that we see there, there are idols of silver and gold. The work of man's hands. Nebuchadnezzar made an idol out of that image of man's hands. And they have mouths, but they cannot speak. Eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. Noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot feel. But they cannot, they have feet, but they cannot walk. Neither can they speak with their throat those who make them are like them so is everyone who trusts in them 
deaf and dumb. Nebuchadnezzar said, because of his fear, I want you to bow to me. Because of his fear, I want you to bow and to be just like me so that my kingdom can continue to be advanced and that I can overthrow the prophecy that I know that ultimately will happen. But we see as he creates this image, there's a little hiccup in his plan. There's a little, little disruption in the flow of what he had imagined. There are three that understand, I'm not going to bear the image of your fear. I'm not going to be motivated by fear. I'm not going to be talked to by fear. I'm not going to continue in fear. No, if it need be, I'm going to stand up when you are playing your music and telling me that I need to bow. So as we see here in the Word of God, we see in the Word of the Lord how that they stand up. And now Nebuchadnezzar said, look, guys, I'm going to give you a shot at this. Just go ahead when you hear the music. This is just go ahead when you hear the music. See, they understand they serve a God who can deliver in a thousand ways. There's a thousand different ways God could turn this around. Oh, somebody hear me this morning. There's a thousand different ways God could turn your circumstance. Just a, you're looking at one way, God said, I've got a thousand ways. You're looking at one plan, God says, I've got so many plans. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a thousand different ways I can deliver you out of this. But you've got you to follow my plan. You've got to go through the steps. You've got to step into the furnace if necessary. And if the furnace takes you out, don't worry. You're going to be in glory in a moment anyway. My God, it is, a, it is at a place in an hour church where we got to get things in line. We got to get things ready for the incoming of the harvest. We've got to be in line with what, what God wants us to do and what He wants us to be and where He wants us to be when He wants us to be there. I will not bow to your image. I'm not going to be motivated by fear. Then fine, you're going in the furnace been fine let's go to the mightiest in Nebuchadnezzar's army they tied them up but first I want you to heat it up seven times hotter than it's ever been I'm gonna intimidate the dog out of you I'm gonna scare you're scared you're gonna be seven times freer seven times stronger seven times more ready to accomplish the will and the work of God. Can you imagine yourself without living in fear? The most mighty men. The most mighty men that the enemy has had in my ministry, in my life, have brought me into furnaces, and it seemed to get more intently heated as we went. But the strength of the enemy that brought me into the furnace didn't survive the furnace. 
the, the, very, the very stronghold of the enemy, when, when he has us bound up within ourselves and our situation and our emotions and, and drag us into that furnace that has been prepared, then we find out that he can't hang with the fire dwellers. Somebody's going free today. Just to the knowledge knowing that the thing that has you bound is not going to keep you bound. And the thing that's dragging you, that's been in every situation you've been in, is not going to continue on that path. And you're not going to continue to be subject to that. Because once you get into the furnace, what has bound you is no longer binding you. Because the image of the Son of God is revealed in the furnace I'm looking over wait 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 uh, let me do the math uh, there was Sadrach Meshach and Abednego I don't know did, did we mistakenly throw Daniel in there where was Daniel who knows where Daniel was maybe he's out doing business somewhere else but I don't I, I, I see one Two, three, four. Hey, 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 y'all come here. How'd that other guy get in there? How, how did he just show up out of nowhere? How did... Wait, 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 wait. His image. It's like the Son of God. His image. They wouldn't bow to my image that I created because of my fear. They stood up to that image and said, I'm not bowing there. I don't care how beautiful your music sounds. And it doesn't matter if the government bows to it, if the education system bows to it, uh, if my friends uh, close to me bow to it, and they got the reason, they go ahead and bow. If, if, if my workplace bows to it, uh, I, I, will, I will subject myself to the authorities that are over me as long as those authorities don't violate uh, the Word of God uh, because that is pleasing to the Lord. Uh, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to bow to that, uh, that thing that you're telling me that I am, uh, that thing that you want me to be because I'm not going to be deaf I'm not going to be dumb I'm not going to be voiceless because that's not what God has made me to be that's not the image that the Lord wants me to bear but he wants me to bear the image of the Son of God and when the image of the Son of God is revealed in you you're going to find freedom you didn't know existed. You're going to find freedom you didn't know existed. You're going to find a liberty in living that you didn't know was possible. See, we bore the image of the man of dust. But now, born again, child of God, you bear the image of the heavenly man. 
You're made after the similitude and the likeness in the image of the Son of God. And when you get yourself in the furnace, because you're just sick and tired uh, walking around uh, with the stink on your shoes uh, and you're sick and tired uh, of walking around uh, in this disjointed manner in which you're in uh, and you're saying finally look I don't care what it costs me I'm going to have uh, a revival of image in my own heart uh, I am tired of the fakeness uh, I'm tired of the phony I'm tired of the religious uh, rituals uh, I'm going to do what God wants me to do when he wants me to do it at whatever cost it takes put me in the furnace because I'm coming out free on the other side I want you to see something here when image is revealed the kingdom is established when image is revealed the kingdom is established when they came out of the fire, the, the ones that threw them in, they had, weren't brave enough to get in there. When you take input from people, find out what furnaces they've come through. Now, they're not going to smell like smoke. They're not going to walk bound, but they're going to bear the image of God. They're going to bear the image of the Son of God. You go get input from them. Because you can get a whole lot of wonky advice about those that refuse to face their fear, go into the furnace, uh, and let their insecurity, their shame, their pain uh, be melted away by the power of the image of God. But what you will discover is when image is revealed, the, the kingdom is established. Andrew and I listened to a preaching the other day, a message the other day from a minister. And in that message, and she shared a little bit the, yesterday morning during prayer meeting, I want to share it today because I believe it is very impactful for somebody in this room right now. There was a police officer. He was there on the beat for many years. Notice how I draw in my, what is that old cop show? No, not that one. Anyway. Cops doing what cops do. Do you hear what I'm saying? Police officers out on the beat. No, gosh. Y'all gonna have to give me some better input over here, okay? Dragnet! Right there. <laughs> These stories have been changed in order to protect those that are. So we've got some police officers in here. There was a police officer walking, protecting every day. Peace officer. He became, this man of God became so grieved because he spent majority of his time protecting and stopping crimes and such. But he said, Holy Spirit, I want to bring more peace into the lives of the city. So he began to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide him as to how to accomplish this. The Holy Spirit began to lead him on cases and he solved them because the Holy Spirit revealed, giving words of knowledge and, and revealed. And so much so, 
But he was like, I want to get to the source of the problems. He started doing, he started doing work uh, with gang members in cities uh, of high crime. He started going into the schools uh, and ministering. God began to lead him. The CIA even came to him uh, and said, okay, we've heard of you, uh, and we want to know how do you accomplish uh, what you accomplish. By stopping the gang violence, by thwarting the, uh, the crime in a city. How do you do this? He said, I can tell you, but you're not going to like it. He said, I'm looking at some of your case files. He said, pull one up and I'll tell you. Such and such and this and this. Well, the Holy Spirit told me. And I solved the case. He went on to create his own nonprofit because his burden was to reach the children. He goes into a school and he does assembly. And he talks to the, to, the, to the kids and he tries to get down into their heart uh, and reveal to them uh, who the Lord is in a secular setting. So he goes to one particular school and there's this student who's already been marked. Who has, the, he has been flagged to watch because he has the potential to be a school shooter. His mother died when he was young. His father was in prison for murder. He's being raised by his grandfather, a middle-aged, like a junior high-aged kid who's already been marked. The principal said, could you come in here and talk to this boy? Could you speak to this student? He never talks. He said, yeah, I'll come talk to him. Be glad to. He walks into the office, and this young man is sitting there. And he looks at him, and he said, couldn't get him to say anything just completely shut off and closed he said who does the world say you are or he said this who are you he said I am invisible I'm invisible he said but what does love say that you are the boy stopped for a moment the silence was broke when he said, I, love says, I am a musical genius. So the man that I'm telling you about, he goes to the grandfather who's raising him. And he said, does your grandson have any musical ability? He said, I don't know. He just locks himself in the room and I never see him. So the police officer goes and buys a guitar. He said, I want you to give this to your grandson. He said, because I believe that, that he knows that he has some musical ability and I believe that he is, is going to learn. He said, I'm going to get him guitar lessons. The boy takes guitar lessons in less than a, in just over a year when they came back and checked on him. This boy is on the dean's list at school. He's making the highest marks. He's learned how to play the guitar. He's received several awards because he's not only playing, he's also writing music because someone told him that he is not what the world is telling him he is, but the love of God is telling him that you may hear from this voice you're that, but I'm saying to you, that's not who you are. This is who you are. When the image of God, church, do you want to see this church blow up in a good way? <laughs> you got to be careful how you phrase things anymore. 
expand, to grow, establish, fill up, exponentially grow, blow up in a good way. Be who you're called to be. Bear his image by not bowing to fear. Not being dictated, told you're something other than what you are. Let God declare who you are. And what you see is that the kingdom is established. If anybody speaks against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, any one of them, anybody in my kingdom speaks against that their God who delivers this way because they frustrated and, and disobeyed and they didn't do, they didn't bow when I told them to bow. They didn't, they didn't give in to my fears and they stood up and said, no, we will not because we're not going to become like your dead God that has a head but he can't think. He's got arms but he can't reach. He's got hands but he has no feeling. He doesn't have a heart. He has no movement. His feet will never move. I'm not staying stationary, church. I'm moving forward in the things of God because we will bear the image of the Lord. What we worship, we will be like. You're not called to live in fear. But God who has a thousand ways to deliver. A thousand different ways. And notice what happened there. Revelation of image the kingdom was established. The last verse I re read to you. With revelation of the image comes promotion. When there's a revelation of image, there comes promotion. Your service to the king should be as a son or daughter in the kingdom. Your calling is not to validate your insecurity. It is to establish the image of God on earth. There are those of you that are called to deeper depths and higher heights. There are those that are in this house that you are going to experience a, a transformation today because God is going to break off the insecurity and fear that your calling has been entrapped in and God is using this present sir this present furnace that is not fun but it is absolutely necessary in order to get the plan of God and the provision of God and the promotion of God that he has desired for you if you are in this house and you're saying I'm here because I want transformation I am tired to bowing to fear I'm tired of bowing to the things that I know in my heart to be true and I am in my heart and I'm saying God but every time the music's played and the pressure's on I just cave I'm tired of caving in I want Lord God to be free today I want to be liberated today I don't want to live this way anymore stand to your feet all across this room worship team get up here right now 
you're on the worship team, you need to be in the altar, that's okay. He's like, I'm at a place in my life and I'm saying, now is my time. Now is my time. Now, right now is my time. Say, God, I want to be free. I want to be free. I want you to pray this with me. I've asked Andrea to pray with me this morning. We prayed last night. We're praying today. God, I want a yoke-crushing anointing. I want a yoke-crushing anointing in this altar right now, right now, right now. A yoke-crushing. I want you right now, child of God, you understand this by faith. Release that anointing. Come on, release that anointing right now. There's going to be some people set free. The kingdom's going to be established. Image is going to be born. There's going to be a change in countenance, behavior, direction. There is right now going to be an absolute revelation of the image of God in your life. You need to be free. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm exchanging. I'm going right off in there. I'm not going to live like this anymore. I'm not going to live like this anymore. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is your day. This is your day. This is your day. God said, I'm going to set it aside today. Oh, that furnace you think is going to devour you? I'm about to set you free. I'm about to set you free. There's a thousand different ways I could deliver, but I didn't because I've got a deeper work going on inside of you. I chose the furnace. I chose the furnace. Come on. Come on. There are others in this house right now. If you don't know what that is, that's tongues. Because the Holy Spirit is in this house. He's moving in these altars. There's a one step. There's a one step transformation. And it is right now. Right now. Right now. Come on. Jesus is his name. Jesus is his name. I'm not going to live in fear anymore. I've determined I'm going to have revival. And it doesn't matter what it costs me. It's going to be here. It's going to be somewhere. It's going to be revival. I believe it's going to be here. Come on. Come on right now. In the name of Jesus, step out, step out, step out. Come on, children of God, begin to pray. Come on, children of God, begin to lift your hands and your hearts to the Lord. Oh, merciful God, merciful God. Dennis, Tawana, come help me. Right now, come help me, come help me right now. Prayer. Those of you that, come on, Andy, come and help me right now. 